Are you attending Shop Talk? If you are, I hope that you're ready for the AI-driven future of commerce. If not, you can get ready by joining us and our friends from IM Digital, a leading retail experience agency, to learn about the future of commerce. You can join their March 18th event taking place at Shop Talk exclusively with your invite from Future Commerce. Find out more today at events.imdigital.com. Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex Cloud is for businesses of all sizes, from small and medium-sized businesses all the way to enterprise. You can find out how Vertex can help your business by visiting them online at vertexcloud.com slash futurecommerce. Welcome to Future Commerce, everyone. <laughs> yeah, welcome. And how, how do you even start a show on the week that Jeff Bezos steps down uh, or announces that he's stepping down. How do you start that show, Brian? Man, man. I okay, mean, I we, think just, we, we, yeah, we did. We just did. We just started we did. it. <laughs> you know, the, um, world, the world spins on uh, and Jeff will have a lot of input and control and I don't think he's going to extract himself so easily. I don't no, think uh, Jeff just says, I quit, and then he's done. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know if it was the day, it, it's funny because uh, how many people knew who Tim Cook was when uh, Steve left Tim, day to Tim day? Cook. Tim Apple. Right. <laughs> Tim Apple, exactly. Tim Apple. <laughs> how many people, you know, Tim Cook was not a household name uh, at that point, and is Andy Jassy. Andy's got to be celebrating something because when you type a n into google today andy jassy auto completes the word and he beat out the word and (laughs) he beats out the word and he he beats out a lot of things that start with a n anderson cooper (laughs) mark anderson i don't know (laughs) the two the only two names that came to mind in that order were anderson cooper and mark andreessen anyway uh, big news. We wrote a piece about it. Uh, if you want to check it out there, I mean, this is going to be done to death this week. Uh, but if you're looking for a slightly different take, Hey, uh, Brian and I put together a piece, uh, called, uh, the, this is the changing of the guard, but is it also the signal of the end of the innovation age of the internet? And or at least of Brian, e-commerce. At least of e-commerce. I mean, the internet's. Well, I mean, us. the internet is effectively <laughs> everything now. So, I mean, yeah. but it's the it's the end of the innovation age of of digital commerce. There isn't much left to innovate in digital commerce, as far as we understand it, in the internet. Now, uh, you look at what Mark Lori, uh, you know, of uh, you know, I guess now ex Walmart, uh, the the diaper <laughs> of the guy, new city, the new city. Yeah. He's going to go innovate and build uh, new connected cities. It's, he's going to reinvent cities. That's his new job. Um, so the real world. Not, not you know, cities. He's just going to reinvent just a, a city. city. <laughs> a city. He's going to take the best of every city and he's going to put it in one place. It's not called Epcot. Um, but, uh, so while Mark Laurie is reinventing a city uh, and creating, you know, with first principles thinking, Jeff Bezos is t- trying to take off to go to a different planet uh, from you know, with Blue Origin. 
And uh, pretty soon, you know, we'll be an interstellar species, uh, thanks to uh, the titans of e-commerce. But we're not going to go too deep into that. If you want to check that out, wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, what? We're not. I'm trying to close this section out. I don't want to. You're you're closing it. I don't want to close it quite yet. Go read the article, Ryan. That we wrote. If you want, Mark. Glory for a little bit longer. Do you forget, really? Forget I thought you had a whole like anti piece about about the city of the future and it's time yeah, to build. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about my response to Mark Andreessen's. <laughs> speaking of it's him, time to build. Uh, aren't you gonna? Yeah. Are you just write the piece? And the I Wilson already wrote the piece. Just... It's out there. We just didn't put it on Insiders. We put it somewhere else, and I feel like it applies like almost word for word for Mark Laurie. What's the gist? What's the gist is that, you know, if we're going to be doing this in America, then why not take stock of what America actually has for its resources? We talk about, you know, cars in the sky. We talk about, you know, (laughs) the perfect system where you have all the culture of New York and the perfect efficiency of Singapore in one place. And it's like this, like this sort of like, you know, utopian idea. And, and my take is if we can't, do things small first, then then like how are we going to do them in a big way? So we have these an incredible network of smaller you have to cities. Start, you have to start with very small. You have to right. start small. That's what you're saying. Start small and work your way up. How did Jeff build Amazon? He started by selling books online. Selling books online. How right. did Mark Laurie, you know, acquire bonobos? He you know, sold a diaper via right. the internet. Right, exactly. And then he applied that thinking to a lot more stuff. And I feel like we have people... Well, he's, he's going to build a city. He has to start with a house first, right? <laughs> <laughs> or a fire station. I don't know. What do you start okay. with in Civ Five? Did you ever play those games? Did you ever play real-time strategy games? First of all, Civ is not a real-time strategy game. And second of all, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I was going broader. Isn't it, it's in the genre of RTS? No, it's turn-based, one hundred percent turn-based. It's uh, it's 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 the opposite of RTS. It's it's like turn turn it's turn turn-based. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I know, know. this. I've been I so box. many times this week. I I've, bought I've, Civilization I've... for my kids, and they love it. I blew my nice. mind, like. It's, it's way slower than anything else they play on the Nintendo. And it's a, it's, uh, our producer, yeah. um, uh, Chris Harry, who's probably listening to this right now. Shout out, Chris, uh, producing podcasts with me now for like seven years. Um, he his I think his wife is a big Civ head and like has an emulator on her laptop. Just that's Civ. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I, do, like, I was not big into Civ, but the, the point that I was trying to make is what do you, st- what do you st- how do you get to a city? <laughs> Man, you got to build a lot of stuff first. You, you got to build time. a lot of stuff first. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. And also, I think that there's there's so much more. Go read the article. It's on our website. I think it's uh, uh, I'm under our opinion section or something like that. Um, we'll link I it up like in the show notes. Yeah. Kristen, it's in the opinion section. We'll, write, we'll link it in the show notes. All right. Uh, you see, Brian's so, a hater. When did you become a hater? I used man, to be the hater. We switch places. It, it's there. You can actually, if you've listened to this show, you go back and you listen to all four and a half, almost five years now. 
of this show. <laughs> 200 plus episodes. Uh, oh, man. Are we, are we at 200 plus? Well, Oof. this is 193. Okay. I think. Okay. Almost but if you count plus. all the bonuses Bonus and, and, yeah. and step-by-steps, if you count it all, the yeah. entire oeuvre of the future commerce multiverse, then yes, it's over 200 episodes. There you go. So go back and listen to over 200 episodes. You can actually catch the arc where I think we switch places. <laughs> um, Could, it's, think about a point in time where that might have been. What, what caused about 18 that? Months ago. 18 months 18 ago. 18 months so, ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was pre-pandemic, so it wasn't the pandemic. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's, right, it's been, it's been a gears. crazy world. Yeah, moving on. It's, Actually, why don't we get back to what we were recreating? We were going to recreate a moment. <laughs> we were going to recreate a, a pre-show moment. There was something that uh, came across in... I have to bring something up. So uh, I, I subscribe to Lean Lux. Uh, and I I don't open every single... This is why I'm not allowed in the Slack, by the way. I'm totally not bitter. Uh, oh, my man. open rate's got to be terrible. Um, because I get too many newsletters. I have, I, I had to go back and re-enable, uh, <laughs> re-enable in my Gmail settings, the, the promotions tab. <laughs> I must get probably 20 newsletters a day. It's, it's an addiction. You re- you read a lot and you don't even read everything that comes in. So <laughs> it's insanity. I, I have, the, so I put it out on Twitter. I was like, what we need is Emily Singer had a uh, shout out. I do read every single issue of Emily Singer's newsletter, her Substack, Chips and Dips. Uh, Chips and Dips. That's right. The name was escaping me. It's late right now. Um, for you. <laughs> for you. I I read every every uh, issue of that, but I don't catch every single issue of Lean Lux. And you know, I queue these things. I there are some that are just so good. I want to read them, but they just queue in my inbox for like a month before I get around to it. And she was saying like there needs to be some kind of like bundled delivery service that brings the morning paper to you and a warm pastry like i would totally pay for that and i jumped in and i was like that i need that exact thing but on sunday but print out all of the newsletters that i have queued in my inbox and the warm pastry and i mean i yeah and the warm pastry espresso (laughs) but make a pastry that's what i need and she was like you could do this with if this, then that. So I've been like trying to make it happen. This is basically impossible. Uh, Google Cloud Print apparently would have been the way to do it with Zapier, but it's been discontinued. Yeah, what There's, is that all about? Why did that I happen? It, it, I like, have no I, idea. I, I, I mean, Google it, like, likes was... to kill things that make life easy. I mean, Ugh. you know, RIP Google Reader, who's or the it's it's. Yeah, anyway, whatever. It's like the things that they, no one uses that Google just like they hang on to those things forever. Uh, and no, then they just, the, well, they, they put all <laughs> their energy into shoving Google Meet into literally every right. facet of your, of your existence. It's right, like, exactly. Like everything yeah. that no one uses, they just hang on and push. And then all the things that they put out there that were all like, oh, Google never discontinue this. And then it's just gone. <laughs> There's so the point being, I, I have a terrible open rate for Lean Lux, but because of reasons. And, uh, but I did open this recent one, it came in today actually. And there was the headline article that popped out to me was uh, a, a monocle put out a manifesto uh, called the Digital Decency Manifesto, which is effectively 
a much better, much, <laughs> much better take <laughs> and more, more uh, uh, expertly written take of what we call a phenomenon that we called late stage retail about a year and a half ago. And we had toyed with the idea of like, how would we put together almost like a consumer's bill of rights or an online shopper bill of rights. And, and, uh, we just, we, I did, even after nine by nine, it felt like folks didn't really grok what we were trying to say. And that was a okay. late stage like, retail term. It just wasn't the right way to put it. I think that I, I think the it. problem is like late late stage capitalism doesn't bridge into retail. Like I don't many people have not heard of late capitalism or late stage capitalism. They they just hadn't heard that term before. So that making the leap to retail. And also this is broader than retail. I mean, digital decency, I think, is a really catchy. First of all, it's alliterative. So you freaking love that. I'm sure. I, I do. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Brian Brian. <laughs> Your name isn't alliter- alliterative, but it should be Brian Blang. Uh, <laughs> there the bad it is. boy, Brian Blang. That's he, my that's he, my name. He loves him some alliteration. Anyway, digital de- decency manifesto. Go check that out. But you, there was another link in this particular newsletter that really yeah, jumped so, out uh, at you. <laughs> Wait, and I was on. like, is this yeah. is like sort of dubious, like how this relates to future commerce? But I, I, we're going to tie it in. No, it we're going to tie it in. Does. It absolutely. Tell me does. why. Yeah. So what okay. So the thing, in the, the, like, we haven't talked about Leanlux too much on this show before, but um, the this the the grab bag, or he might have renamed it the Culture Pulse, or something like that, or I don't I don't know what he's calling this section in the in the newsletter anymore. But there's always like this hidden gem of a link in there, and uh, the one oh, the links just, he has like this link soup, yeah, which is soup, exactly. pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he curates a pretty good. Like like a pretty broad selection of stuff, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, the thing that just jumped out at me, like well beyond anything else in this newsletter, like it just it screamed in my face, uh, was bespoke documentaries are the new status symbol. And uh, this is an article uh, in Airmail about me docu- how me documentaries are the new status symbol. Who wants to read a family history? The rich are hiring directors to tell their stories. And I, I, like, there's so many things about this that just like they, they disgust me and resonate with me in every way possible because there's something actually really alluring about this. Like having someone tell the story of your life in like a dramatic documentary style would be really interesting and of your family because we all have stories and we all have things that we would like to relate to people about ourselves. And I started thinking about it and I was like, wait a minute, Facebook was basically the beginning of this. It's like us documenting our lives in a deeper way, you know, in a way that, you know, everyone could do it. And it was like this documentation that we could share. And it wasn't even it wasn't, it was, what's interesting about Facebook, at least a while back, was it was beyond just about sharing with other people. Like Instagram, I feel like it's just push, push, push. But there was something about it that was for yourself. Like you, it was, it was about documenting you for you. Um, and I think there's something really, really narcissistic about this. Um, but also, you like, think? but also, <laughs> what, I'm really what makes you say that, Brian? 
also you really kind of want to do it like i kind of want to do it i kind of want to go tell the story of my family one of the ideas that i um my cousin works for netflix and i've always there's this one idea i think i've only told it to her once but i've told it to her in my head many times <laughs> um and it's this it was this idea for my family to do like a mockumentary style family like show a uh, uh, mm. about my family that contained all the people in my family, their real selves, where they all kind of leaned in on their personalities, but the storyline was fictional. And so it would be about these crazy situations and things that happened in my family, but it would be like, but it would be like a, a reality TV in that it would all be real interactions. And a lot of the actual footage would happen just in my real life. And I thought that would be like hilarious because there's a lot of characters in my family. Um, and all of my family would agree with that. Um, and so, you know, I just like this, this whole idea of documenting ourselves, I think it resonates with us at a, at a deeper level than we even know. And I, I expect that we're all headed towards having our own documentaries at some point. But the, okay, so let me, let me poke at this for a second. First of all, I, I think it's kind of cool. Um, but there, there are, there are services out there that do this. Uh, while you were talking, I was listening, but I was multitasking. I was like trying yeah, to find yes, the and. service that yes, exists and. that does this. <laughs> this exists. Like, yeah, no, totally. Uh, there, there, uh, there was That's a article about it. It totally exists. <laughs> no, I, it's like I'm hiring a Hollywood director is one thing, but sure. there is a uh, a version of what you might hear from. Uh, you know, you know, there's a uh, a Friday segment on Morning Edition on NPR um, that is that goes to public archives. I forget the name of it right now. This is, it's too late for me to be recording a podcast. I'm sorry, Brian. I cannot <laughs> think about. I can't. Nothing is coming back to mind. People are screaming at their headphones right now uh, because every StoryCorps. <laughs> StoryCorps. It's called StoryCorps. <laughs> Crying out loud. Um, and StoryCorps has these, you know, these kiosks set up where you can come and tell your story with your family member uh, who has something really interesting to share. And someone created a, a tech service that does this, that, you know, sends story prompts to a loved one, you know, presumably a, a family member uh, who's older, maybe your, your mom or your dad or your grandparents to capture and get them to like jog their memory uh, yeah, once a week this. to... Yeah. And it, yeah. They, over the course of a year or longer, then they compile a book that like helps them to tell their story and prompt them to tell stories that they might otherwise have forgotten or would have been lost. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. I, I, I want to pull at this thread of narcissism because I, I, I really yes. love this, this thing that you're, you're drawing out is which is more narcissistic to hire a creative to memorialize your story or for you to sit down at a keyboard for two years and write your own memoir. Oof. Oof. This is like the, the lesser of two weevils joke. Like I, I, I think that anyone who sits down to write a memoir of their own accord has a, has a thread of narcissism. <laughs> there's, Isn't there's something that what going we're all on. Doing? Isn't that what we're all doing though right now. Like by I, you're talking to the guy who's been podcasting for seven years who <laughs> thinks he's so important that people must listen to what he says. 
So, so, so I'm the wrong here's person how this to ask. ties into everything we've been talking about. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, but it's the attention we- economy and the creator economy that have come together at at a perfect moment in time where people have too much money, right? And have been looking <laughs> at themselves in the Zoom camera for 18 months or whatever. It is. Yeah, <laughs> for a year now they've been staring at themselves. Yeah, They're fascinated lost, with themselves. I've lost track of how long this has gone. It on. feels like 18. It feels longer than 18 months. Yes. January alone, I had 2021 was 18 months. I had to estimate how long it was because I really don't know. <laughs> you don't even know. It was a good guesstimate, Brian. Thank you. Yes. Anyway, that's it. Like this is the this is the moment of like of of peak narcissism. This is it. Like this is the moment. I don't know. I I, I could get so much worse from here, uh, but oh, this is definitely like a this is a uh, waypoint. This is a, a signpost along the way. Oh boy! You know what? You're probably uh, right. This is not peak narcissism. We're gonna have our you know our our deceased like people that we talk with at some. Oh, we went through this. Oh, this. Oh, I would love to necro this topic for people who haven't listened to the show <laughs> that are like three through for three plus years ago, but there, there was an, a story ages ago, uh, which I don't, I'm not even going to try to go find, but there was a story ages ago of, uh, a computer engineer whose father had passed away and he took every text message and like aim chat and, you know, every written communication that he had ever had with his father. And he trained an AI chat bot to respond as his dad, as a means of coping with the death. And I thought that this was just such a, such an interesting phenomena of, it's on one hand, it's this really interesting way to cope with loss. On another hand, it, it's sort of interesting that we don't like, if you have certain means and certain skills, you never have to cope with loss. Mm. You don't have to cope, right? Mm. You 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 can create whatever world you want to live in where your father's still alive and um and you know whatever news you want is you know true despite all the odds um and despite every other you know uh verifiable fact like we live p- the post truth society that's the ultimate alternate facts and data like it's it's like you can you can you effectively you can memorialize someone uh in such a way that, you know, this even even death itself can be post-truth. Uh, anyway, uh, we, had an, a, we had a whole thing about that a few years ago, and I thought that that was really interesting. And then we got distracted with deep fakes. But um, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex Cloud is the automation platform for tax calculation and use tax and everything in between for businesses of all sizes. From SMB all the way to enterprise, businesses all over the world trust Vertex for their tax calculation needs, and you should too. Check them out today at vertexcloud.com slash futurecommerce. There's such an interesting... uh, yeah, this is this is a really weird and meandering show, but I'm loving it right now. And so let's just time. keep on. <laughs> if you want to hear more about a couple of these themes, uh, we we would be remiss uh, to not you heard about it in the cold open uh, in the pre-roll bumper, I guess is what they call it in the trade. I say that like I don't know. And uh, uh, we have a new report that just yes. came out. It's 
it's called vision. And there's a few of these topics that I think are really, uh, that aren't tangential. They're, they're actually, uh, it's right on the nose. We, we actually talk about digital dysmorphia, uh, and the selfie industrial complex. And that ties right into, uh, this phenomena that we've been talking about here. If you want to read more about that, uh, and many other, uh, uh, topics, we have 10 trends to 10 things that you need to know that we think will shape uh, themes that are recurrent that uh, will shape the future as we know it of retail and everything else that we interact with. And uh, you can find that at futurecommerce.fm slash vision. And uh, yeah, go download it. And and uh, I would love to hear what people think about it. Uh, people, people have been collectively sharing how, <laughs> how their minds are all blown. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, which is cool. Uh, I, I love seeing emoji versions of people's minds exploding when they read our reports. It's pretty awesome. So futurecommerce.fm slash vision. And we will have an entire uh, deep dive on this, uh, you know, a 90-minute uh, digital deep dive with some friends. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to uh, have a, you know, we're going to have a, a, a big family get together, future commerce family meeting, uh, where we're going to talk about all of these topics in depth. And uh, so keep an eye out. And if you want to be notified of when that lands, uh, and when that's going to happen, so you can be the first to register because we do have limited space for that engagement. You can get that by signing up for our newsletter. Go get it at futurecommerce.fm slash subscribe. Okay, all all that Plugs stuff in. aside. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who needs a memoir when you can just plug your newsletter? <laughs> um, oh, that's actually, just, uh... you know what's funny is like, that's literally, that's it's the same thing. We're getting meta now. We're getting meta. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're complaining about things that we we ourselves uh, do every day. There, we we haven't covered GameStop on this show. I I, th- I think we'd we'd be remiss if we hadn't mentioned GameStop. So there it is. There's your SEO uh, point uh, for everybody. Uh, did you buy any GameStop, Brian? No, man. I I, I didn't either. I bought the S and P five hundred. That's the kind of guy. Oh, good I am. for you! You're an index fund guy. I like it. I like it. Get the uh, get the SPY. Um, have you changed brokerages since this whole thing happened? Did you no. did you abandon Robinhood? Oh, I never was on Robinhood, uh, dude. I'm I'm such a that's that's bad. I'm I'm on I'm on JP Morgan. <laughs> okay, um, no, there's nothing wrong I'm, with that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just doing the normal thing. You know, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I haven't gotten crazy with my investing strategies. That's what I'm getting See, at. It's he says J.P. Morgan. He's like, I'm Chase private client. So, you know, I just let someone else worry about all this stuff. It's, it's fine. Who can? It's, what about it's interesting. you? What about you? You tell me. No, like, I love. I I, I actually, uh, after the Robin Hood fiasco, I still have money in the Robin Hood account. It takes a long time for stuff to settle out, by the way. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a long time for funds to settle and get it out of your brokerage. Um with JP Morgan. TD Ameritrade has oh. a, yeah, go to JP Morgan <laughs> with our code, Future Commerce. That's, That's not, not real. That's not real. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I I did sign up for Thinkorswim, which is TD Ameritrade's free trading platform. Nice. It has this really like nerdy graph, you know, capability and a desktop app, which was pretty cool. Desktop uh, app. Ooh. Love I me mean, a desktop app. You know, desktop's uh, the new hotness. That's all I'm saying. It kind of, you know, what's interesting? There's a lot of, there are a lot of uh, 
analytics reports that show that desktop is the new cool. Uh, because people spend so much time on desktop computers now at their home because you know they're, they're working doing, from home. You know what they're doing? They're, it, it, they're either, well, a lot of people are doing screening, but there are also a lot of people out there that are looking at things in a compressed window view as they side-by-side stuff that they're working on. Oh, yeah. Oh, the screens are so big. How could you not? Uh, and so, I'm a window manager on my Mac. I, 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 I have keyboard shortcuts to move that junk around, dude. Exactly. I, like, exactly. I've got all four quadrants of my screen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's, the, that's what the best of us do. And the, the, the thing about it is we're all looking at it in some, like, tablet broken up like it's a it's like a tablet broken view which is funny because you know most websites are optimized from like phones and desktop but but tablet always half like desktop. <laughs> it's, it's half desktop exactly half desktop which is like the worst experience ever on the web it's basically the ipad experience Exactly. It's kind of what you get. Or it's like the top thir- two thirds of the iPad. It's experience. like in between the Kindle and the iPad experience. And so you get like this weird breakpoint and, you know, everyone's browsing the web in the least optimized. Did you say with- Kindle? <laughs> who Who is optimizing for Kindle? Nobody. That's my point. Like, it's like this, this is the I'm, next I'm, Amazonian in you coming out at the moment. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't. Yeah, my fires are almost all in the trash. That's true. My kids have fun. fire tabs. That's about it. I just have uh, them. But they don't use them anymore. It's interesting. Really? Not, yeah. That's that's it's like sad. They're like outgrowing it. I think maybe. Yeah, uh, they're all about the desktop. So <laughs> there's something about free Amazon free time. Let's uh, taking a little side jaunt here, but this the idea of like all you can eat apps, and you know. Uh, like the management bundle. for it's so good <laughs> it's bundling it's bundling we're back to bundling. that's it the whole world is bundling and unbundling that's it it's it's the i was told by the lion king that the circle of life was how you know it was death <laughs> it, was a, it was a beautiful song but it was death <laughs> in life and uh and how you know it's it's this beautiful reinforcement of uh uh of of everything from the food chain to the to ecology and conservation in reality it's just how internet giants you know grow and then break apart and then recoalesce that's that's <laughs> actually what it is the circle of life we found a show title the circle of life that's, that's it pretty good. it's pretty good we did it yeah except for we're 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 kind of breaking that circle with the postmortem people uh <laughs> trying to break that circle the broken circle of life the broken circle now that is a show title yeah uh so okay did did we close the loop on gamestop so no really just keyword stuff that's all we did we didn't actually talk about it (laughs) where is GameStop right now as of this moment like it was at a hundred dollars the last i checked which was earlier today um which is down off its high of 480 or uh, something. I'm I'm the last person that should be talking about this. I have no idea. Um, I will say it's such an interesting thing and such a nerdy concept uh, that could be part of the cultural zeitgeist, like that people know something is happening with this retail chain that sells video games and that people are, quote unquote, making money on it. 
um, in the stock market. And I find that to be such an interesting, like when you look at the nostalgia stocks that were also, uh, you know, being uh, gamed or attempted at the shorts. Yeah, AMC theaters was one. BlackBerry was another. Uh, Nokia was another. And and they, you know these these are interesting companies of you know a bygone era, who they in and of themselves had some mark on the culture. I mean, yeah. AMC certainly still could have been considered relevant in a pre-pandemic world. Um, sure, but sure, yeah, well, and, and like. I well, and I think that there's something this like, about them that like has has worked its way into our psyches. Like the the lasting power of brands, um, but mm. but I think it's probably more than that. I feel like this actually relates back to some of the things we talked about in vision, like this this idea of brands as performance art. Almost, it wasn't the brands themselves that were doing it. But they became the performance art because we made them so. Like this, it's this constant idea of irony, irony having a real impact in our world. I mm. think this, this is it. It. it, it I mean, is it irony the, or is it cynicism? Is it? Is well, it both? Is, yeah, both. I think the irony stems from cynicism, and I, I, I actually, retail touch points just just quoted me on that. Uh, you know, this <laughs> nice been, little <laughs> nice little drop there, Brian. <laughs> You drop this name, I'll pick it up I for did. you. I did. So yeah. what I think what's really, really interesting about this is we've just gone through a period of 18 Bad months. Bad boy I mean, Brian but... Bling, <laughs> quoted in retail touch points. Sorry. Go wah, ahead. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's this weird moment. Uh, well, it's not a weird moment. It's kind of a, it's a very sad moment in, in our history where, like, we've gone. We, we were already a cynical country culture we are already a cynical culture if you look at the way that we look at humor and the way that we look at a, a lot of things um relationships and 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 like you know we even have states whose motto is the show me state we're cynical right that's mm. in our dna um and then you put us through 18 months i mean 12 months of like <laughs> Of death and isolation. Yeah, the crucible. Right. right. Yeah. Like we are probably, I'm not going to say at peak cynical because I was totally wrong about that with peak uh, uh, narcissism. <laughs> it can get, uh, it can get worse. It can, it get, can worse. get worse. But we are in a, a state of deep cynicism and depression at this moment as a country. I believe so that to be the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the case. We're not, we're not reconciling with, we're not reckoning with, you know, the, the actual issues and the problems and we keep, you know, that's that at at some point that has to, you know, at at some point, at some, and at some point in history, maybe some future generation, somebody's going to have to, there's a day of reckoning. We're going to have to figure it out. I wonder wonder if you said earlier actually resonated where we, we, are trying to create systems by which we don't have to reckon with things like mm. the computer programming. Oh yeah. Who, I mean, we, quantitative easing forever. I like <laughs> there's, yeah. there's all kind. it's quantitative easing, but for the soul. Exactly. Um, there's exactly. a great show title. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I think this is all pushing us towards this ironic, these ironic moments and like, having AMC and GameStop of all the, the 
the stocks in the world to be the ones to sort of like put put our, our you know our money on it. So it is rebellion. It's it's cynical rebellion. It's ironic rebellion, and and, mm. and actually in many ways this might have a bigger effect on our culture than even Occupy Wall Street. It's more like, you know, this is, this is like, this is the new Occupy Wall Street is what it is. I, I, I'll, I'll deal out a little cynicism. And by the way, th- like this is an important moment for retail because so much of retail is imperiled uh, due to, you know, the pandemic uh, and, you know, I don't know, just me, I'm gesturing broadly. You can't see me you know, this whole situation that we're all in, um, you know, there, there is a, there's such an interesting and, and, and sad, uh, fallout here, which is there are real people who have real jobs who work at these real places, um, who are caught in the middle and they, it, it's, it, yeah, I think we, we tend to forget that there are people who actually depend on these places to stay in business and there's yeah. there's real livelihood at stake uh you know at while while some people probably fret over how automation uh and uh technical innovation you know cause issues in uh the job market or have you know a future threat in in the job market uh, we're actually watching that sort of take place in the digital shift uh, during the pandemic. I think we're 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 seeing that accelerated right before our very eyes, where a lot of retail is you know being consolidated uh, into the you know some more par- powerful hands, and uh, these and and the world has changed dramatically too. Mm-hmm. I mean, GameStop has had its own uh, troubles. You know, a, a business that has that existed as uh as much to sell and and uh, be a retailer of new products uh but also used products in a world that's going increasingly digital and subscription based Mm -hmm. you look at what xbox um game pass does and you can play literally any game you want for a low low monthly price you know you 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 don't need physical media anymore And and a business that you know depended on the resale of uh you know, used <laughs> discarded items uh, in in no small way. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall. What's really interesting is just how much of this is really just consumer brands. These aren't tech giants, right? I mean, they or they're or maybe they're legacy tech businesses, um, but Nokia and and BlackBerry uh, and and GameStop, you know, they they have they are consumer brands or or retail outfits. Best uh, Bed Bath and Beyond was another um, that was uh, that it became a sort of a meme stock. Um, you know, these are places where you know retail happens. Like this is this place where an exchange of goods happens, uh, where people go and buy things. I think it's, I think that is something that we should all be taking note of here. Um, because if those places go away and they probably will at some, you know, at some point in time, if those places go away, uh, does, you know, it's, is anyone mourning the loss of a bed, bath and beyond? Like you're going to find your soap dispenser somewhere else. Right. Um, but that somewhere else is likely to be Amazon. I think this is such a good point. And actually it's something you brought up in the, in the article, um, uh, on Jeff Bezos. 
uh, which is the changing was, of the guard right. that we mentioned at the top. Right. right. This this consolidation, this oligarchy or uh, <laughs> oligopoly of uh, <laughs> uh, of brands. Kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, maybe we talked about this as we were putting it together, as opposed to actually putting it in the article. No, I'm actually. <laughs> it was. Late. I think it's in there. I think it's in there. Yeah, yeah we were we were kind of hashing ideas back and forth. It's the 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 maintainers come in and they you know Tim right. Cook, uh, you know grew Apple to be a a, a two trillion dollar company. Um, <laughs> exactly, and 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 actually, you put that up against you know a period where we've seen so many businesses go under. Uh, due mm. to COVID, a lot of small businesses—they were the ones that were hit the hardest. Um, the- Let, let's let's flip the script. I'm I'm kind of feeling the weight of. Like, we were just talking about cynicism, and this does feel like a sort of dark thing. At the same time, mm. we have never seen a period of entrepreneurship like the one that we have just lived through. Well, that like, we're, we're same- going into right now. And that's and and that is something that we talk about in uh, another theme in vision, which is the K-shaped uh, economy is really the 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 DIY economy and maybe the the creator-led recovery. And I think that there's a a moment here where the next Amazon, the next Google, the next Apple, uh, twenty thirty years from now is born during this time because that's I think so out, of hard, yeah. out of out of hardship. Um, is when those like that's when uh, uh, real, you know, real grit is formed. That's where you know real determination is created, and that's where real innovation happens. Is in times of adversity, and we've never had more tools at our disposal. You can launch a brand from your couch. Mm. You can. You can go on Alibaba right now. Uh, you can you know find a. You can find a supplier in China. You can get on WhatsApp and or or WeChat and text them. Um, I know, I know you can do this because I've done it. And you can, you know, launch a Shopify store and you know and and launch a bunch of Instagram ads and bang, you're up and running. I, you may not be ultra successful, right? Yet, but you you can do that today, and that was not possible even just ten years ago. Yes, that is such a great place to take this i think that that is the truth like i i believe that you know that's sort of the positive side of the k-shape recovery um and Mm -hmm. and i don't want to diminish the negative sides of it we've already kind of dove into some of that here but the the positive side is that there's a lot of people right now that are ready to get out there and, and get after it and um i i agree with you I think we're going to see some big stuff come out. In fact, this gets back to what we talked about in Retail Rebirth, back uh, the report we put out with Gladly back in um, late July. Uh, the, the, the We talked about how the, in 30-year cycles, we've seen similar things happen, you know, back yeah. in the 70s and the you know, late, late, um, late 80s, early 90s. You know, we saw these different things kind of come out of those places uh, the internet, <laughs> and then Microsofts, and you know, uh, periods of of a big boom. Um, perhaps actually, that is where we're headed. Um, I think if we can weather this storm and and kind of come out on the other side, we might see a lot of really incredible things happen. There's, maybe even uh, Mark Gloria City. You never know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe even Mark Laurie could reinvent a city. Uh, 
when I'm when I'm looking at uh, um, I'll I'll throw out another uh, very well known uh, uh, person in the ecosystem. Two uh, PM. I'm a member of Two PM uh, Executive Membership. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Uh, Webb Smith and uh, his you know in his uh, uh, brilliant mind, he's he's created a list uh, that's the uh, digitally native vertical brand or DTC. Uh, power list. And the DTC power list uh, was just recently updated um, using some some really interesting like uh, proprietary data and uh, Charmio data. Um, when I look at the top 10 of the DTC power list, there are at least three brands that I had never even heard of. Uh, pretty little thing shocking it's number four um and in the dtc power list um doesn't rank on internet retailer it's pretty little thing.us i had never heard of it before they're on a custom cart um you know they have 500 and some employees they're you know it's there's there's are they on a custom cart i think they might be on magento (laughs) are they really yeah i think they're on magento is that true hold on let me look Pretty I'm, little. I'm like ninety percent sure they're on Magento. I, if anyone should know, it's me. Hold on, <laughs> that's true. Uh, no. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I'm. It like, might be on Magento One actually. I, I think they're on Magento One open source actually. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I will ask Web to update that information. Um. So that's one of them. Uh, another is Moda Operandi, which I'd never heard of. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not. That's a, that's, yeah, that's, I'm, a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, another one. Um, not in the top 10, but uh, Viore was, uh, is at number 15. Like these are brands, I minted at number 14. Uh, just, there's so many it's and and I know that there's a lot this is not by volume uh it's 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 a custom list that's uh you know there's it has its own weighting and it's one subjective look at how to rank or rate brands by uh, some criteria but these are brands that have launched in the last handful of years they're they're gaining traction they have hundreds of employees they they've and I know that hard work, it's like any overnight success does not happen overnight, but they've become household names seemingly out of nowhere. And I, I, the tools are at our disposal now to have, to have and create a mark on culture and reach people at scale right now in greater supply and with greater ease and greater access than ever before. And in fact, like capital access is in mm. greater supply than it has ever been before. Such a if, good point. If you if you need capital, like it used to be that you would raise money so that you could build servers so that you could <laughs> and hire engineers. You don't need to do much of that anymore. Uh, if you if you have a startup, you can go to AWS or Google and they will give you like a year's worth of hosting credits for free. <laughs> like that's and Shopify, you can be up and running and you don't pay anything until you transact. It's what a, what an incredible time to be alive. Um, it is. 
this is a yeah. great way to sort of take this show out. Like, I there is a yeah. even though we're experiencing a lot of depression right now, there are a lot of reasons to have hope. There's a lot of things coming, and it does sometimes, <laughs> as cliche as this is, feel darkest before the dawn. And so, mm. I really, I mean, I'm I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. I know a lot of people out there are feeling it. There's, but there, there, there's good things. There are good things coming. So there you go. Hmm. Wow. Uh, thanks for listening to future commerce. Brian has the last word. Uh, we want you to enjoy this show and never miss a single episode of it, but there's so much more than just this show. Uh, we put out two essays a week. One happens over our newsletter. That's called the senses. It comes out every Friday. Uh, another one, uh, happens on our website at futurecommerce.fm. It's called Insiders. You can get both in your inbox on Tuesdays and Fridays uh, every single week. And you can get that by going to futurecommerce.fm slash subscribe. And we have another show, Lee Green, uh, our partner in crime uh, and uh, multi-time founder and now uh, uh, a, a, a venture capitalist. Uh, Lee is is launching a new series called uh, the Investor Series and uh, will be uh, compiling a definitive uh, set of interviews and data around uh, what the capital markets look like right now uh, for founders. And if you don't listen to her podcast, you should. It'll launch very soon. So go to stairwaytoceo.com or futurecommerce.fm slash stairwaytoceo. And uh, she has an amazing show over there that is part of the Future Commerce family. And uh, last but not least, go get our newest report. It's called Vision. And you can get it at futurecommerce.fm slash vision. And it's uh, 10 trends, 10 themes that you need to know that will shape uh, the future as we know it. And that's it. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Brian. Thank this has been really fun. So good. I miss you. I know, man. Uh, uh, I miss you too, man. Yeah, we, let's do the like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo thing and just like bro out at the end here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I expected. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>